Welcome to the second installment of the Digineer podcast series, Getting a Job or Driving Your Career. Today, we are going to be discussing late round interviews and how to drive these opportunities more towards offers and away from just opportunities. For our guest, you're in for a very special treat. We have Lucinda Dutoit joining me. For those of you who don't know Lucinda, she is Digineer's Vice President of Human Resources, and she handles all of our late round interviews as well as owns quality for our whole company. So Lucinda, thank you so much for joining. Ah, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So um, to dive right in, I want to talk a little bit about setting the tone. Uh-huh. In a final interview, it can be so crucial to start off on the right foot. And at Digineer, we do things that are a little different than the market, at least as I've observed it. And through every stage of our process, we are gathering intel and data on our candidates as they come through. So by the time they reach you, you have uh, many data points that you're drawing off of that already kind of give a picture of who this candidate might be. I do. And so what can they do to, to get that data working for them? How can they make that strong impression and put a positive spin on that data? Mm-hmm. The first thing I want to see from any candidate that I'm talking to is them being authentic. Um, Because if they're not authentic, you see the wrong person. Hmm. And when you see the wrong person, when you've done as many interviews as I've done, you can see through it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason not to be authentic in in the conversation and build rapport. I know sometimes it's really nervous Mm -hmm. because it's a final interview and you might really want the job, but it's okay to admit, Hey, I'm just a little nervous here. Mm -hmm. That builds rapport and that's okay. Um, But the key with that is you're still being authentic (laughs) and that's what I want to see. That, honestly, I've put a lot of thought into that for this podcast and recording it. And like, it's weird forcing yourself to sound genuine. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a bridge there where you cross a line in an interview and all of a sudden Uh it's like, this person is just trying to perform and it's not a very convincing performance. (laughs) I feel like that's a really good distinction to make. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you know, uh, I was someone who once saw soft skills as the part of the job description that you just skip. Right. Right. I just, I didn't care. I want to know, can you do the job? That's great. I don't care Mm -hmm. who you are. You can be a jerk. That's fine. Uh Um, But now I've learned that that is the most crucial part to focus on is to really focus on who this candidate is and what traits make them up and their motivations. And we put a lot of science behind that, behind our assessments and our tools and all that. Um, so my question for you is what are some of those, you know, softer or more personal traits that you're looking for in a candidate? Mm -hmm. So creativity is obviously one, um, the desire to achieve and to really understand how you work around roadblocks, Mm -hmm. any project you're working on, any opportunity you're working on objective or initiative it's not gonna be a straight line road. The road is gonna be curvy, it's gonna be hilly. It is going to be pothole covered. 
So individuals who know how to move around that and figure things out and figure out, use the resources that you have available and use them to actually get to the end result. Yeah, I think that has been so crucial. And something I just thought on one of the people I talked to today yeah. was um, <laughs> how they pick up on things that like aren't really said. They're mm-hmm. talking about requirements gathering and whatnot. And just that intentionality to kind of seeing things and being creative and just mm-hmm. that overall awareness can be so crucial. Um, yeah. And, you know, to touch on your point about soft skills, one of the key things about moving around those corners and those curves is using soft skills to make that happen. Because a lot of times you're working with other people to make it happen. If you've got strong soft skills, people will help you out. It is amazing how much more somebody will help you out if they enjoy speaking with you and working with you compared to you being the smartest person in the world. That brings me back to a conversation I've had actually where uh, a candidate told me once, uh, you can be the smartest person in the room by a long shot, but if you can't build a relationship, you're going to struggle or fail. That that candidate said it perfectly. Awesome. Okay. I've actually quoted that to many people, so I'm glad we're in agreement <laughs> on that. Perfect. Uh, another question I have for you is during an interview process, I know something we are big on is stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting candidates to, to tell stories about their pasts, about their experiences and things like that. And so for you, I guess, how can a candidate, candidate frame a story to make it compelling for their candidacy? Like, what do you look for when a candidate's telling you a story? Um, I, I look for the ability to start from the beginning and going to an end. And I understand what they're saying. If they're talking about a manufacturing environment and creating a product, I don't know what that product is, but if they can walk me through what they're doing and it becomes real and visual in my mind because of the way they're talking about it, that's telling a story. The other aspect about consultants is there's a little bit of charisma that a consultant needs to have. It's not arrogance, it's not ego, it's charisma. And it's walking in and being able to have people listen to you so you can help them be successful and drive those results because you need some ability to influence, but also for the client to trust you as well. Um, So that's where all the soft skills really come into play is, is packaging all of that up. If you can't tell a really good story, you lose people. Hmm. And if you can't connect the dots for people, you lose people. And that's when you might not get the results that you're trying to get. Hmm. Yeah, that, that actually brings up a lot of, uh, <laughs> again, you're, you're like putting visuals to the things I've experienced and articulating them. I, I once mm-hmm. had a candidate compare their job at a horse stable to working in the IT consulting field. And it was actually very compelling. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. It's just kind of getting your um, experience to work for you. Um, uh, Such a crucial part of interviewing is closing the interview as well, because I would say maybe even more important than the first impression, the last impression that you leave a hiring manager with is so huge. And so I could pick your brain on, on this for a long time, but if I were to direct it a little bit, um, people can get a little lost in the idea of like a closing statement or 
um, asking questions at the end of an interview and what's appropriate. What do you like to see in terms mm-hmm. of questions to be left with at the end of an interview? What do you like to see? I like questions that are inquisitive. And they are more about the organization and the challenge that they're going to receive than mm-hmm. the benefits. Um, I, I know a lot of people ask about the benefits in the final interview. Leave that to if you get an offer, because that's the appropriate place to actually discuss benefits or look on a company's website. You can find it there. Mm-hmm. Use that time to understand whether or not this is a place that you want to be and whether or not it's a place you can succeed and see yourself for a period of time. Know your career goals and what you want to accomplish and you ask questions around that. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, when I get questions about benefits, I, I go back to like, when there are too many meetings, like this could be an yeah. email, right? You can, That's exactly it. You have my contact info. You can always follow up that way. Um, and so I think it also comes back as a reflection to maximizing your time during yes. an interview and ask the questions that need to be asked and tell the stories that need to be told um, mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And so when, like, let's say when someone's closed an interview with you, they've moved on to the next stage and you're considering making an offer yeah. um, and they want to get to that offer, right? They're excited about Digineer. They want to get to that offer. What is your advice to them to take it from that last that last step from final interview to we're going to make you an offer? So my favorite thing is when a candidate says, I want to work for this company hmm. and I want to work for this company for these three reasons. I'm going to hmm. be challenged. I'm going to be supported to grow my career. I'm going to have fun while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want to hear. Ask for the job. It is awesome when somebody hears that they want the job. Hmm. So that's not changing your negotiation ability at all. Mm-hmm. At least not with Digineer. But don't be afraid to ask for the job. For sure. Yeah. And I think just kind of, again, going back to the authenticity point that you made. Yeah. That is something that if someone is authentic through the process, it would be incredibly genuine and authentic to then just kind of put it out there. Mm-hmm. I want to work here or I want to be a part of this organization. That I think that's huge for a candidacy. On the other side of the hat, uh, changing jobs is a risk. I tell candidates all the time, like, you can talk to me as many times as you want. You can talk to our tech screeners. You can talk to Lucinda as many times as you want. You will not know what it's like to work here and be involved in this organization until you work here and are involved in this organization. So as a company for us and what in general, what companies can do in the market what can we do to alleviate concerns of candidates as they consider making such a huge transition where there is so much on the line? So no matter which way you go, you're going to have a risk. If you stay where you're at, you're going to have a risk. If you go someplace else, you're going to have a risk. The key is ask those questions to understand what that risk is and make a choice that's best for you your family, and what you want to do with your career. Hmm. You own your career. Nobody else owns it. So you choose what's best for you. At the same time, be smart about it. So ask those tough questions in an interview. You've got the opportunity 
do it. That's the biggest thing. If you want the job, ask for it. Mm-hmm. Why not? What are they going to do? Say no? They were going to say <laughs> no before anyway if they were going to say no. But two of the jobs I've gotten, it's been purely because I didn't have the experience. It's purely because I said, I want this job and you won't regret hiring me because this is what I'm going to do to learn everything I need to know to be successful in it. Hmm. Yeah, I think that is huge. I, Whenever I coach people, um, whenever you become a recruiter and that yeah. goes on LinkedIn, your friends, your family, people you haven't spoken to in three years, reach out to you whenever they're considering a job change. Quite <laughs> um, I think I've logged a few of those calls. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine over the years. It was funny for me because it was like day one, people are like, oh, you're you're like a headhunter now. Like, what should I do about this, this or that? I'm like, I've been doing this for two days. <laughs> so, they haven't even let me touch the computer yet. <laughs> so... I I always tell people, interview the company you're going to work for. Mm -hmm. They're going to take a risk on you, right? Like, and you're going to take a risk on them. So it's a very mutual thing. So use that opportunity to get the information you need. It's not all about leaving a good impression for them. It's about making sure they've left the right impression on you as well. Such a valid point because it is a risk on both sides. Mm -hmm. So once again, going back to being authentic, don't assume anything. Ask mm-hmm. the question. I can tell you most of the times I've made a mis- made an assumption, it turned out to be false. <laughs> so exactly we it. can really psych ourselves out. Uh, Lou, thank you so much for this. I think it's really insightful just to hear from you, um, someone who's done this for many years and mm-hmm. someone who handles these late stage interviews and looks for those small things and digs in and just kind of puts it so simply for the people who um, will listen to this. I think it's incredibly valuable. Uh, so thank you so much for joining. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Absolutely. Um, and we named this episode Share Your Passion because when you get to a final interview uh, for a career change that you really want, it's not the time to play games. As Lou mentioned, be authentic, be professional, but make sure that the hiring manager knows why you are there and what you will do if they hire you. So share that passion. Thanks for listening to Digineer Presents. Please be sure to follow us on all of our social media and we look forward to hearing from you and seeing you next time.